This is the My St Albans podcast, where we talk to local people about their St Albans and their favourite songs. For licensing reasons, we're unable to include the songs chosen. My St Albans is sponsored by Ye Old Fighting Cox, the oldest pub in the UK. For more information about this award-winning pub, visit yeoldfightingcox.co.uk or find them on Facebook at Ye Old Fighting Cox. And good evening and welcome to My St Albans, show number 40. And tonight we have the lovely Mr Radio himself, <laughs> Mr Nick Hazel. When they said that, you, you said that, they were all expecting Ken Bruce, but there we go. Uh, yes. <laughs> Hello. Good Matt. evening, Nick. Yeah, good mean? evening. Good. Yeah, I'm well, thank you. How are you? I'm. I'm. Yeah. Oh, lovely. Really. Um. So, for listeners at home, he is Mr. Radio. Um. I've known him like almost as long as I've lived in St Albans. He is Mr. Radio Verulam. Um. I know you do other stuff, Nick, but that's how I know you. Um. How's How's it all going? It's all going very well. It's going particularly well now that I'm not really Mr. Radio Valorum anymore because I've just stepped down as the chair, but uh, still deeply involved. But um, Ellie Omar has taken over from me, but for which I'm incredibly grateful. But yes, um, eight years, I think, uh, being the chair at Radio Valorum. It's quite long enough, um, but it's been fantastically enjoyable. Yeah, well, you'll always be Mr. Radio to me. I have you in my phone as Nick Radio, <laughs> and uh, that that won't change. So yeah, so uh, and the radio station's good at the moment. Everything seems good. And um, yeah. well, it's been really difficult time. Obviously, with the pandemic, it, it was very very difficult. But I've got to say, volunteers have just been amazing about doing stuff from under their stairs. You're doing this from home. We're both doing this from home at the moment. I know we're not right mid crazy pandemic right now but we uh, also took the opportunity to move out of our previous studio premises and we're in the process of moving into our new ones and so of course that's that's sort of led us on a bit longer into this home working than we'd expected but but it's it's been good and the support of our advertisers and sponsors has been amazing and i'd really like to thank them because uh, it would have been so easy at the beginning of the pandemic for us to have just disappeared and we haven't and we're going from strength to strength and that's a lot is down to the volunteers and to our sponsors and advertisers so thank you to all of them yeah i um i've honestly i've loved the last couple of years it's been amazing and to do shows like this and i think some of the content that's come out of the radio station but i have to say some of the 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 shows around the football yeah. uh, Norman city have been brilliant and yeah it's, it's uh, yeah well it's especially in, with the new it, studio yeah it's interesting yeah, none of us studio. none yeah. of us would have wished the pandemic on anyone obviously but it has taught us how to do things in a different way um you know probably arguably has opened up the whole football commentary thing because uh, there was a time when you couldn't go and watch the saints play so we were doing the live commentaries and that's carried on now and um and it's shown us that we can do shows like this rather more easily for the guests in a way they don't have to come to our big grand studios at a particular time and so on so yeah i think it has it's really um it's really shown us new ways to do things. But I would also say that we were fortunate that we, just by happenstance in a way, had invested quite a lot of money and time into our engineering infrastructure. And although it took a lot of work in the first few weeks of the pandemic to really get things uh, in place, a lot of what we needed was already there. And that that was just fortunate and, and you know, down to good 
good work. It wasn't exactly planning. We weren't planning on a pandemic, but, you know, we did have that stuff there. So that was good. Yeah, brilliant. Brilliant. Well, thank you so much for coming on tonight, uh, giving up your time to come on the show. Um, you know the format. It's uh, six questions, six songs. Um, you ready to go? I'm ready to go. Fantastic. So you you rocked up in St Albans sort of mid-80s, I believe. Um, kind of, I think, about 1983. Um, I'd been living at home after university uh, home was uh, out near Whipsnade in the middle of the countryside actually and um yeah about 1983 i think it probably was um i bought my first flat god you know things are so different now aren't they you know the idea of a of a 22 year old buying a property now it's just laughable isn't it but um yeah i bought yeah. my first flat in delfield and um and never looked back from st albans basically well i've had a few periods over overseas but uh otherwise uk home has always been st albans fantastic and um you can't see yourself living anywhere else um actually i think i possibly can but i don't know what the future holds i i think we might possibly end up at some point living in france for a few years but i don't know but i love st albans yeah. i do love st albans i haven't moved away yeah, from I... here in terms of the uk base for for how many years so since i was 23 which is way too many years unfortunately um but no i, I love it here i think if i i think very similar if i stayed in the uk i'm not sure i'd live anywhere else in the uk apart from st albans now that i've no made i can't a home here it it's um it it's a great place um you know we're very fortunate that the economy is as buoyant as it is it's close to london and easily commutable or go in for the cinema or the theater or whatever it happens to be or just sightseeing um uh, it's well positioned for airports it's and it's got green space i you know i can't really think of many other places in the uk that 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 boast those things and the people are lovely too i mean i think you know we, of course you generalize anywhere you go you can find people who aren't quite so lovely uh, but um but you know the people generally speaking are really really rather nice here yeah yeah it does tick a lot of boxes um and so, yeah, what's your first song? What have you got for tonight? Well, actually, talking about living in places, um, it's Don Henley and New York Minute. And the, and the reason I chose this one was because I like the song, but also because I did spend two years of uh, my working life in living in New York, which was amazing. I would not choose to live there today. But when you're 30, actually, New York, Manhattan is a fantastic place to live. And, um, and this one, not because it was playing at the time or anything like that, but just because of the, the time title um just reminds me of that time in manhattan and uh, what a great time i had and that was new york minute by don henley um yeah i th i think i'm the same new york great place to live but not today no Maybe i'm too old for all that now uh, you know the, the city that never sleeps i need my sleep these days so that you know i wouldn't get the full benefit <laughs> actually i have to be exactly. honest i've been back several times since and, and in recent years to I've kind of found it a bit, um, I suppose, uh, untidy, unkempt, all the things that it always was, but the excitement of it doesn't gloss over that for me anymore. And I, I look at it and think, oh, well, frankly, I prefer London as a big city. So, you know, your, your tastes change over the years. Yeah, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, very true, very true. Um, so what's your sort of greatest St Albans memory? What have you got? 
Oh, my word. Um, well, there are so many. I mean, how can you... Yeah, I suppose oh, if it was an event, if it was an event, I'd say probably just because of the whole build-up, um, the arrival of the Olympic torch relay in St. Albans. Um, and to be honest, the reason it um, sticks in my mind more than anything was we decided we'd do a, a live outside broadcast of the torch relay arriving. The problem was that you didn't really know exactly when it was going to arrive. And there was well, about an hour <laughs> where we thought it was supposed to arrive, but didn't. And um, I always remember Alex at the time was, was presenting and he just spoke eloquently and didn't repeat himself really for the whole hour until eventually the torch arrived. But I suppose that's an event that, um, that I remember. I suppose the other, another thing I would remember event wise is probably, um, the great storm of October, whichever year that was, that wouldn't have been long after I'd moved to St. Albans. And what a beautiful day it was afterwards. Uh, trees felled everywhere. Couldn't go to work, virtually no transport running, almost no broadcast media running. And, um, uh, but 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 a beautiful day, and that's that sticks in my mind too. So those are kind of memories on an event type thing. Um, if I was thinking of memories around um, more sort of things that happened in St Albans, then I'd go back to the St Albans Carnival actually, uh, which doesn't exist anymore. Um, but uh, I used to be uh, with the hospital radio crew at City Hospital, and we would have a float. And uh, one year, I can't. Not quite sure why, but there was a Kajagoogoo theme uh, on our float. And um, yeah, that was, well, hopefully no photographs still exist, but um, terrible health and safety. I can remember going, uh, I think up or down, I can't remember, Hollywell Hill on the back of what was effectively a flatbed truck with this stuff swaying around and us standing on the back. It would just never be allowed now, would it? I mean, it's just so dangerous, <laughs> but great fun. Okay. Yeah, I'm glad. Well, I'm glad you mentioned the carnival word because that that's come up a couple of times on this show. <laughs> and there is a there is a, a, a sort of a, a slight rumor that the yeah the carnival might return at some point. But, yeah, you uh, see, I, I think, think you shouldn't. Uh, I don't think you should go backwards. You should think of something else to do. That's my view. It's like yeah. I saw something on Facebook I, the other day that said what we needed when the Maltings was built and what we still need today is a department store. And I'm like, oh, for goodness sake, we need to look forwards, <laughs> not backwards. Right. So I'm I'm not a big fan of bringing the carnival back. It was great. It was of its time. And, uh, you know, we've got many other. I think the festival, for example, is fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a great event. And I'm glad you like the Olympic torch. I mean, I, I was in the city uh, when that arrived and that that was a brilliant like I had a couple of friends who actually ran with the torch um, oh, wow. through the city, and yeah, it's, um, it was brilliant. We yeah. were very lucky to be on yeah. the route. So, we, we were, yeah. and it was. I don't think we really understood how great it was going to be when the Olympics kicked off in London. I think there was still quite a lot of trepidation about you know gridlock and all that kind of stuff. But it was the beginning of a rather nice period, really. Yeah, I've looked back at. Uh, I look back at the Olympics with very, very good memories. So, um, which I think leads us nicely on to your second song. Doesn't it just? I, we, almost as though we planned it, which we didn't. Um, this is uh, First Steps from Elbow. It's uh, it's the theme tune that was used by the BBC for their coverage of the 2012 Olympics. And I was lucky enough to be a, a volunteer um, at the Olympics, a games maker, as we were known. And it was tremendous. I felt so proud of our country and London as a city. And people 
spoke to each other <laughs> on the trains and it was just a different time and just fantastic and um it always makes me feel a little bit emotional when i hear this one and that was first steps by elbow um hopefully that brought back some good memories it um, definitely did definitely did so nick you you know loads of people in this city um can you can you narrow down one to your sort of st albans hero <gasps> oh <laughs> it is such a, a different one. it is a really really difficult one do you know what i think one of the biggest problems with heroes maybe particularly in a local context is that um if you pick someone for example if you pick someone who's in the sort of political sphere a councillor for example who did amazing work the the problem is that it's never clear cut, is it? There's amazing work, and then there's always something. So, so it's like I don't, re- I, I, yeah, I don't really want to pick somebody in that sphere, and then that makes it really quite difficult. Because who are your St Albans heroes? I think I would probably pick someone who sadly is no longer with us, and that's Marion Hammond. Uh, Marion isn't that well known, but um, she was for a long time part of St Albans Civic Society. Um, Marion, uh, the reason I pick her as a hero is because she more or less single-handedly started the campaign against, effectively against the Maltings development in St Albans in the late 1970s. Uh, or maybe it was actually a bit earlier than that, wasn't it? Probably early 1970s. The proposal, if you can believe it, was to basically put a big glass roof over Checker Street, which would have been vile, turn that into a pedestrian walkway and have this sort of horrible shopping, covered shopping centre um, in the middle of St Albans. You know, it's kind of our version of the Arndale Centre or something in Luton, and we know how that went. So she, against all the odds, she slowly got other people involved, and they won. And I just think she saved us from something ghastly, which frankly would never have been taken away again. Um, and, you know, so she, she is my hero also because she then went on to um, be part of the uh, Stop Tesco campaign for the, the ridiculous idea that we could put a major Tesco superstore on the corner of London Road and Alma Road. Okay, not in my backyard because I live on Alma Road, but it was a stupid idea. And and also she was she spearheaded the early work on uh, getting the Odyssey um, back from ruin, basically as as the Odeon. So yeah, Marion's my hero. Okay, wow, I I don't know who that person. Exactly. Is, but, uh, well, that's probably the right kind of hero to choose, isn't it? exactly and wow what an amazing legacy that she's left really i mean um yeah beautiful she was and, quite uh, difficult yeah. to deal with i'll be honest but she would she did fantastic things oh bless her marion i didn't mean that honestly marion if you're listening <laughs> yeah well that's a from good above thing. You, know, you, you, you need those people to stop bad things happening so yeah brilliant brilliant um and what's your uh, what's your next song what have you got uh, well, the next one has absolutely no musical merit whatsoever, but it always makes me feel happy. It also reminds me of my early days in hospital radio, which is where my passion for radio was really born. So I thought this would be a good one. It's Matt Bianco and Half a Minute. And that was Half a Minute by Matt Bianco. And welcome back to My St Albans on Radio Verulam. Um, we're with the brilliant Nick Hazel tonight. Um, so, Nick, Hidden Gem. 
What is it? What have you got? Uh, I'd go for the watercress beds uh, down on by the cotton mill allotments there. I just think it's incredible that we have, well, the, the allotments there, the whole bit with the river. It, it's just a really lovely place. It's somewhere that a lot of people don't see. Uh, just off the Auburn Way. But even if you walk along the Auburn Way, if you don't really look around, you might not know it was there. And I just think it's it's just amazing that there's something like that in the middle of a bustling city. So that that would be my hidden gem, I think. Yeah, no, that's um, a couple of people have mentioned that. And I think I, I didn't know where it was um, when I first started the show. And people have mentioned it. And it's, it's, I think a lot of people have found those sort of natural uh, hidden gems in St Albans during the last couple of years because mm. the the sort of the pandemic has given them time to sort of walk and explore the city and and you know f- I, I guess the pandemic is awful um, for so many things but there it there has been a few positives I think that have come out of it oh yes um, absolutely yeah I, I think you're right and um, yeah it, it's yeah it's just a lovely place and I, and it is hidden and I think it's it's an, a nice yeah. one doesn't cost anything either you don't to go and see that hidden gem you don't have to pay which is quite nice no and uh yeah all the uh all the sort of non-man-made stuff is the best i think yeah Um, yeah we've made some good stuff in our time though too you know (laughs) yeah 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 yeah, i know i know Uh, and what's the next song what have you got for us today well this one um (laughs) i chose this one a little bit tongue-in-cheek because um if you do radio presenting, one of the things that you have to do is um, there's the news at the top of almost every hour of any radio program, and you have to get the time right, and you have to get it exactly right, and that's not always easy. And there's a little secret, which is if you hear a radio presenter playing this particular track, you know they've got it wrong, um, because it's one of the few tracks that's actually a reasonably popular well-known piece um that is very short and so 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 if you hear roll to me by delamitri you know the news is coming up and the presenter's got it completely wrong so that's that's why i've chosen this one i also like it too whether you're after a cocktail to start your weekend or one of the best sunday roasts in hertfordshire ye old fighting cogs has everything you need family friendly with plenty of outdoor space for menus and more visit yeoldfightingcogs.co.uk or find them on Facebook at Ye Old Fighting Cox St Albans. And that was the very quick <laughs> roll to me <laughs> by Delamitri. Absolutely. Um, I think, uh, yeah, as you, as you know, Nick, occasionally this show uh, kind of stretches <laughs> in past the nine o'clock news. I think I've saved and you from that one this, this week. Fantastic. That's going to save me a lot of editing time. I always overrun the shows and... Uh, I, people don't shout at me, which I like, but I think there's a couple of people who tut occasionally going, Matt, stop talking so much. Your shows keep overrunning. So, uh, yeah, thank you for that. Um, so this is my favourite question. I love the answers. You have the perfect St Albans Day from start to finish. What, what are you going to do? Right. Well, um, I think now some of this I'm going to bend this slightly, if I may, um, because I actually uh, some of these things I'm not. Well, I'll I'll explain. So um, I probably would walk down the Auburn Way to the plough and I would have lunch there. But the reason I'm saying I'm bending that slightly is I don't know whether I would now because I haven't been since it changed owners. I'm not saying anything bad about the new owners. I'm just saying I haven't been. So I don't I don't know. But I would have gone um i think after that 
I'd quite like to come back into town, have a bit of a wander around, depending on what's on at the museum and gallery. Um, I'd probably, you notice I start my day quite late, by the way, because I've already had lunch. Um, so, uh, go into the museum and gallery, see what's, what's happening there. Um, I quite like a stroll around the lake, actually. I, um, it, it's slightly cliched in a way, but, but I, I quite like doing that. Um, maybe a bit of shopping. I'm not a huge shopping person, but if I've got a day to saunter, and to be honest, I'm not a big day to saunter kind of person, then I might, um, I might want to have a poke my nose in a few, few shops. I, um, no, no particular favorites, but just that kind of idea of ambling through the city to, to, to have a look at that. Of course, I'd actually, if we had studios, I'd probably, <laughs> probably go in there for part of my perfect day, if I'm honest, because um, there's always something to be done, and it can be, you know, it's it's good fun, and and you can get some uh, some some work done in there. And then probably in the evening, um, I probably, and this is definitely a favourite, and it's a it's a bit of a. I sometimes wonder if I'm just becoming this sort of. Um, predictable rather older person um i i would i'd love to go to infuse and have have my meal for the evening there i love infuse in, in waddington road and um uh and actually you know we quite often have takeouts from there but i love going in there um uh, saffron martinis are amazing um so uh, yeah i think i'd finish off my evening probably um in infuse with rather too many saffron martinis so that might be my day there's quite a lot of consuming food and drink going on in that isn't there <laughs> there is a slight uh <laughs> slight overindulgence i should say i mean i'm i'm a little like you i have yet to experience the new plow i think i don't know if we're allowed to call it the new yeah, plow. but i think the urban way yeah. stroll to that pub is brilliant and hopefully at the end it's still got a bit of the old plough, but yeah, yeah, I've yet to experience that. So I don't know how. Yeah, it is. no, and, yeah, I, I, I think that's as part of the point of going to the plough. Actually, is, is the Auburn Way walk as well, isn't it? Yeah, it's how you get there, and uh, yeah, and go, just briefly on Infuse, I think that's a great addition to our city. I think it's, uh, and I like, I like Waddington Road. I like that little area. Yes, it's quite cool. quite good, isn't it? Yeah. I must admit, when Infuse opened. Um, I did think, oh, this isn't going to work. It's down the side street. It's like, oh, and, and actually it has worked pretty well. And I know he's widened his menu quite a bit, which I think probably was quite sensible. But actually the specialist dishes are still on there because when it first opened, it was all things that I remember from working in India that, that are proper Indian food, if you know what I mean. Um, yeah, and, yeah. and that was different, right? It doesn't appeal to everyone. I get that. But it was different. And I really I really still like those traditional Indian dishes that he has there. Your fifth song, what have you got for us? Uh, well, this is just a song I like, really. There's no story to it whatsoever. Um, it's, uh, it's Keen, and this is the last time. And that was Keen with This is the Last Time. So, Mr. Hazel, um, I'm going to make you mayor for the day. <laughs> I promise not to lose the chain like a previous incumbent of the office. But anyway, that's a whole other thing. Yes, that's. Yeah, I remember that story very well. Um, not not that he lost it, it's where he lost it. Exactly. And how, but anyway, let's, let's not go into that. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Is there is there anything you want to do for today? Is there anything you want to sort of change? Yes. I yeah I would like to change 
Uh, am I allowed to change two things? Well, you I could, I could kind of roll them into one almost. So I know this is extremely controversial, but I think we have to recognise that the city centre is not going to be a retail experience in the way it has been in the past. And we need to start changing the city centre now if we're not going to end up in a situation where it just looks awful for years until we finally work out that this isn't going to work anymore. So it needs to become more of a leisure destination. And yes, I'm afraid that does mean more coffee shops, more food shops, that kind of thing. But it also means things that are community-based. So one thing I would like to do in the cities, have in the city centre is some sort of community centre. Now, when you say community centre, I think people's minds go back to kind of, I don't know, 1970, 1980, when community centres were things stuck in some dark corner where there might be a youth club or something. That's not really what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is something where the community comes together to get things done. Uh, You know, I know from working in a not-for-profit that one of the biggest challenges for an awful lot of not-for-profits and charities here is space. So having somewhere where you can do whatever it is, a base where you can do these things, rooms that you can rent at reasonable prices, I think that should go in the city centre somewhere. I think it could be shared with other community facilities. I think the use of the council buildings is unimaginative. Um, And I think we could do a lot to draw people into the city centre for other purposes by, by doing that. Allied with that, and this is kind of my second bit of it, is I believe very strongly that we have to get to a point where pedestrians rule the roost around the city centre area. I'm not saying you have to pedestrianise every road, but I do think that you have to make it a pleasant, enjoyable place to go that doesn't have traffic hazards and traffic fumes and has some trees and some greenery uh, in the city centre. There are city centres that have done it around the world. There are city centres in the UK that have done it. Um, And I think we should do it because I think it will encourage the new economy of a city centre that is coming anyway. Because I'm sorry, but retail shops are on the way out because online shopping is it, apart from a few specific types of of purchases. I just don't see how it's survivable. And unless business rates suddenly, um, oh gosh, I've mentioned business rates, unless business rates suddenly come down drastically, which of course they're not going to do, it's just not going to, it's not going to work. There you go. That's what I do. No, it's a good answer, Nick. It really is. And I think I I get quite frustrated when people talk about, oh, we've got to save the high street. But like, what are you trying to save? As a, as a city, but also the wider population of the UK, are we going to not buy anything off the internet and have it delivered to our homes? Are we going to go back 20 years? No, we're not. We're not. No. Because... That's the way that we are. We, we, everything is delivered via mobile phone and that's what we do. So you're completely right. We, we have to save the high street, but in a way that it, well, why are we trying to save retail shops? I mean, no offense, but we don't need some of those shops because we don't use those shops. And I, you know, I can talk about like different things that I'm involved in and the spaces that we would love to have where we can get people together to create stuff or produce content 
um, places where people can learn skills. Yeah. Um, I love the pioneer. I love yeah. the pioneer, yeah. but it's so underused. You know, I, I just want a place where kids can go, you know what? I want to, I want to try some graphics or I want to try some graffiti or I want to try some art or I want to kind of make some music. There's nothing. Yeah. And you put that in the city center and then people will come and then maybe they'll, they'll end up going to one of the shops to buy their lunch. I think we need to think in a different way. I use the word brave all the time on this show. We have to have people who are brave enough to do things that are completely against the, what the current norm is, because then in five, 10 years, 15 years, we will have a city that people go, we've got to copy St. Albans. They led the way. Yeah, and I think, you know, we, we have saved the high street for, since time immemorial. The high street is still there, but it isn't what it was 30, 40, 50 years ago because we've saved it. And saving the high street means changing it. Um, yeah. so, you know, yeah. um, exactly. I, you know, that's, that's where I am. And, uh, you know, I'm sure there are many different blueprints for changing the high street. But I think if we could get ahead of the curve, St. Albans is lucky. We are economically very vibrant. So you, we should have the wherewithal to get ahead of the curve rather than being dragged along by, by inevitable change. And I think we're not doing that today. And part of the problem with that is that we don't have a district plan that's appalling. And um, it's also true that we are taking forever to come up with the city centre vision. And I know it's very bureaucratic and so on, but, you know, we really need to get on with it. Yeah, yeah. And look, it's um, we could talk for hours about traffic and all those other things. But, you know, it's um, yeah, the answer was good. Thank you, Nick. Thank you for that. Um, Your final song. What have you got? Yes. Well, this is one um, that uh, it's it's a he's a very underappreciated and an unknown artist in in my view he um had a little bit of success well probably i suppose compared to most artists a lot of success in in the the late 70s early 80s um but but not that much success and uh and he got a lot of radio play uh on some stations i used to love listening to him and um there's just something about this uh, um all of the tracks on his anthologies two cds i think are fantastic um and it's chris rainbow uh, give me just a beat and that was give me just a beat by chris rainbow a song i've not heard so, very underappreciated and underheard artist as i said well at least i think so yeah i think yeah yeah so um nick thank you look thank you so much for coming on the show tonight um i have to i have to thank you personally as well um I know you're stepping away a little bit from the, the, the radio station, but I wouldn't be doing this if it wasn't for you. And you inspired me to do it. You gave me the confidence to do this show. Um, I would never have done it if it wasn't for you. Um, it's been amazing. I've absolutely loved it. I'm on show number 40 and I can't wait for the next 40. So... Well, um, Matt, thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much for saying that. I... Um, I, it, but I'm it, not is, rare, it is part Nick. of I'm not rare. well thank you and it I'm is part rare. of it is part of why i believe so much in radio is that i think it 
it's something where people can express themselves. You can learn new skills. You can gain new confidence. I don't think you needed to gain any confidence, by the way. But, but you know, I think I think that people do, and I, I think it's just a fantastic thing. But thank you for saying so. And I've, I, I really, you know, it's with mixed emotions that I stepped down as the chair. But I'm absolutely not stepping away from the radio station. I love it too. I love it and radio too much, and and the area to do that. So um, I'm just hoping to sort of have a little bit more time to perhaps indulge a few more of my passions around radio than I had while I was doing an awful lot of the administrative stuff. But thank you for saying so, Matt. I really appreciate it. No, no, no. Thank you. Um, thank you again. This has been My St Albans. This has been the lovely Nick Hazel. You've been listening to the My St Albans podcast, introduced by Matt Big. If you'd like to support Radio Verulam's podcasts, you can go to radioverulam.com slash donate. And you can see all the My St Albans podcasts at radioverulam.com slash My St Albans. My St Albans is sponsored by Ye Old Fighting Cocks, the oldest pub in the UK. For more information about this award-winning pub, visit yeoldfightingcocks.co.uk or find them on Facebook at Ye Old Fighting Cocks.